I'm Sarah Archer and you're listening to episode 70 of the Speaking Club podcast. Now this episode is for those people who think that including movement in their speaking is a bit of a stretch. Welcome to the Speaking Club podcast, because making them laugh is the secret sauce to your speaking, pitching and business success. And now your host, Sarah Archer. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me. So this show is part two of two, looking at movement in your communication and your speaking. Now, part one, I shared why your body language is so critical to successful communication. And I gave you an example of how you can affect the audience's emotions. And in this episode, I'm going to be giving you the goods on how to do it. First of all, I want to cover off the basic building blocks of energy, proximity and room dynamics. Let's start with energy. Now, whilst you absolutely need to be yourself as a speaker, you need to be a bigger version of you. And one of the critical things you need to bring to the stage to achieve that is energy. When you don't bring enough energy, it can affect your speech patterns, your body language, and as a result, the audience engagement. Now, I've been working hard to make sure my energy stays up throughout all my presentations, because no matter how seasoned a speaker or performer you are, it's something you need to be vigilant about. Recently, I did a new talk and I asked for feedback from a trusted friend after. And they said, yeah, it was great, but your energy dropped a little in the middle. And then they said, the Q&A was really energetic, though. And I was intrigued by that because I've noticed the same thing when I'm coaching others. Often when people are, air quotes, presenting, their energy and confidence dips. But when they're answering questions, it's much higher in both areas. It's almost as if they relax once the formal bit of the presentation is over and they can be themselves. So bear that in mind. You need to keep your energy up high throughout all of your talk. Okay, proximity. And the bottom line with proximity is this. Your audience is always unconsciously monitoring the space between you and them. If you move towards them, their interest is raised. And once you move away, it lessens. And there is, there is actual space etiquette that you need to be aware of. Greater than 12 feet away from you is public space. Between four feet and 12 feet is what they call social space. And that's where people start to pay attention. Now, between one and a half feet and four feet is personal space. And when someone is in your personal space, suddenly you're awake and engaged. But less than one and a half feet away from someone is intimate space. And that is where people are fully engaged. Um, Let's not go into that. It's a clean show. Uh, But let me be clear. Stay away. As a speaker, stay away from intimate space. So to make our most important points, we need to be aiming to be in the personal space zone. So between that one and a half and four feet away from the audience member. But I know what you're thinking. The next question you've got is, 
If I'm talking to a large audience, how do I get in the personal space of all of those people? And the answer is something called mirror neurons. Now, a mirror neuron is in our brain and it fires when we observe something happening to someone else. It sort of acts like a mirror and creates the same feeling in us. Emotions are contagious and these mirror neurons are why we can feel happy or be in floods of tears when we watch someone on stage or on screen either winning or suffering. So back to our audience. This means that even if I'm in the personal space of someone nearby to you, your mirror neuron will fire and you'll sit up and pay attention too, as if I was in your space. How cool is that? Now, the effect diminishes over a large space. And that is why speakers work the room. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about next, about room dynamics. Okay, it's really important that we use the space around us when we're on stage or in a room, whatever, wherever we're speaking, that we use that space around us in the most effective way possible. And you'll find three different variations amongst speakers and how they use the space. So novice speakers will either stay at the lectern or stand in one spot on the mid- in the middle of the stage. Now, aside from TED and TEDx talks here, because they give you that red spot for a reason, because that's where the camera's trained. So aside from that, you know, that's that novice speakers pretty much stay rooted to the spot. Uh, intermediate speakers will meander randomly around the speaking area, throwing in the odd bit of movement to keep the audience engaged. But great speakers will move around the space with purpose. Every time they take a few steps, they're doing so with a distinct purpose and intention in mind. So before we talk about other movement types, let's just cover off how you need to set up your space, that stage. First of all, you need to make sure you get rid of anything that could trip you up, any obstacles, or at least if you if you have limited control over the area that you're speaking in, you make sure you know where those obstacles are. Now, also try as far as you can to make sure that every person in the audience has a clear sight line to you and your slides if you're using them. And simple acts like this show the audience that you've thought of everything. That gives them that confidence and it means that you don't have any barriers between you and them. Okay, if you're using props or other visual aids, plan where they're going to be before and after you use them. Because when they're not being used, you want them out of the way so you don't trip up and out of sight so they're not a distraction for you or the audience. Okay, now let's move to consider how we can use the space on purpose to get those mirror neurons firing in different parts of our audience. Okay, first of all, you need to divide the space up into sections. So you're going to begin your talk in the centre of the space where everyone can see you. Then, when you are making uh, the new point, the next point, move stage right. This is the performer's right, so your audience is left as they look at you. 
Then you only move away when you finish that point and are ready to move on. Then you come back to the center. And then the next time you make a, another point, you move stage left. That's the audience's right. And then once you've completed that point, again, move back to the center. The size of the stage is obviously going to determine whether you walk to those spaces or you just turn to face each side. And you've obviously got to make this all as natural as possible. And you've got to aim to finish your talk back in the center. Cool. So we've covered the basics of energy, proximity and room dynamics. But let's go a little bit deeper now into how you can bring your talk alive with movement. So the first thing to say here is that your body will naturally want to move as you speak. And it's important that you don't inhibit these natural gestures as they convey a sense that you're comfortable and confident in your message. Okay, that being said, let's look at choreographing your talk. So once you have a good draft of your talk, I want you to identify the three to six big moments in your script that you want to showcase with your voice and body. And ideally, when you're doing that, you're also going to be in that personal space of your audience when you're delivering those. Then I want you to mix in deliberate movements and any variations in your pitch, pace, tone or volume to coincide with those key points. Like if you remember last week, uh, last episode, I talked about the Arthur Conan Doyle seance chair and how my client John pointed to where the chair was. It used a space on the stage and brought that chair alive. And you can use actions or you can make symbolic gestures that reinforce the point you're making. So if you're talking about a painting or a window, draw a square in the air and give it a location in the space or on the stage. If you make reference to that thing again, then make sure you point to the same location. And when you're telling stories too, use gestures to bring characters to life. For example, if you're talking about small children, lower your hand to show the audience someone of a small height. You can also identify virtual locations on the stage which help to bring those stories alive. Then when you refer back to them, the pub or the, the shop or whatever it is, another company, a simple gesture back to that area will help the audience make that connection again. And make sure that you use a variety of gestures and not the same ones over and over again. Well, there you go. So here are the key takeaways for this lesson. Ensure you keep your energy up throughout your talk. I've seen so many of my students get midway in their presentation and sigh or put their hand to their temple and, and it wasn't choreographed. And I always pick them up on this because the message you send to the audience is I'm flagging now or I've lost interest now. And how do you think they'll feel and what do you think they'll do in response to that? Okay, get into the personal space area of the audience for the key moments in your talk and try to work the room so those mirror neurons get firing and you're connecting with as many people in the audience as possible. Make sure the stage or the space you are talking in is free of obstacles and nothing 
gets in the way of you connecting with the audience. Remember, I want you to identify the big moments in your talk and consider what movements, what gestures, what voice variation will increase the power and impact of those points for the audience. And lastly, bring your stories to life for the audience by painting pictures with your movements and putting locations on the stage of objects or people or places that you're going to refer to again. And the final thing I want to leave you with here and that I want you to remember is that good choreography is the fastest way to change your speaking. Brilliant. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this two-parter episode um, about movement and it really does help you bring your talks alive and increase your impact as a speaker. Now, another thing I wanted to share with you that will also increase your impact in pitching is my book called Straight to the Top, How to Create and Deliver a Killer Elevator Pitch. The thing is this, right? Opportunities to pitch your business or idea can come any time and you've got to be ready to make the most of them. And to do that, you need to have a killer pitch ready and the know-how to tweak it to the problem and pain of the person that you're speaking to. And straight to the top will give you all that. It includes uh, simple and proven frameworks that you can use to create your pitch. But more than that, it guides you through making sure you have everything clear that needs to go in the pitch so that you've got something that connects with them and their pain and shows them exactly exactly why they should buy your thing. And it also has case studies and examples that can save you time and with the right action on your part can definitely help you to grow your business too. So for a limited time, I'm giving away a copy of Straight to the Top for free. But not just that, there is a shed load of bonuses that are going to come your way when you pick up a copy of that book. All you need to do is pay shipping. Now, I know those bonuses are going to blow your mind. So uh, go and check that offer out at standoutpitch.com. Remember, it's only a limited time. Go and check out that offer. Get your free book and all the bonuses at standoutpitch.com. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. And as I always ask you, please, if you could take a couple of minutes to go and give the show a review, it really helps. I really appreciate it. You know, um, it means a lot to me when I read them and I do read everyone. So thanks again. Have a fantastic week. And obviously, go and grab your life by the nuts and get creating pitches. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Speaking Club podcast at www.saraharcher.co.uk.